Women Taking the Lead, Episode 90. One day, you're going to wake up and realize all of your pain with a divine oyster housing a precious pearl of unrevealed power. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to get the solutions to your top five leadership challenges. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Christy Kennedy, who is a motivational speaker, personal development coach, and established author who has a rich treasury of insight and knowledge for women who are challenged in three areas, self-worth, self-starting, and self-growth. She is a visionary leader who serves as a woman's beauty, business, brilliance, and body image speaker that operates in a multiplicity of gifts with a passion for empowering individuals to live magnificently in the face of adversity. Wow, Christy, I can't wait to hear more from you. But first, because that's only a little intro, tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. Yes, for me, when I look back over my life, Jody. I am just amazed at the growth that I've experienced. But as a young woman, I was faced with so many forms of adversity that I did not know that was preparing me for my future self. And what I see when I look back in the hands of time, I see a woman that was struggling with insecurities. I see a woman that was dealing with fear. I see her trying to find her way, trying to discover her power, trying to figure out where does she fit in because she's so different from everyone else. And she's been ridiculed for being different. And so when I look back, you know, I'm just in awe because now everything that I do, it's centered around empowering that same type of young woman, you know, who is strong within herself, but she hasn't discovered her power, her strengths, her abilities, her talents, and the things that make her unique and powerful. And I think about one of my favorite quotes, Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, no one should play small. You don't have the right to play small. It's when you look at yourself in an insecure way that you'll see only insecurity. So no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Mm, I love that. And we are definitely aligned in our mission. So I definitely want to hear more about your story because, you know, reading your bio, you have tons of confidence and I can hear in your voice, like you've gained it and you're trying to pass it on, but take us back to, to the beginning and you alluded to it in some of what you were saying Take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us that story and the lessons you've learned. Mm, definitely. One was the, the major thing was I'm an artist at heart. I, I sing, I write all those different things. But I did not know that I could use those gifts and talents to really be fully expressive of who I was as an individual. But I remember when I entered my first year in college, standing before my class, and the one thing that you need to get over is yourself, you know, and and fear is always going to be there. But it was at this moment, I'm in my class, and, you know, you're in speech class, and you have to give this presentation, but I just choked. And I asked the professor if he would allow me to present 
privately in his office because I just I could not face that fear at that moment. And the professor allowed me to do, to do that. But what he was doing as a leader, he was just enabling me. And I literally did not overcome that fear. And that fear would continue to present itself to me until I was bold enough to say, I will not allow you to hold me back. I will not be imprisoned. And it wasn't until my senior year, fast forward four and a half years later, that that fear came up again. And I was in, in my criminology class and my professor, he asked the question, and for a moment, because I would always sit in the back of the classroom, I was always doing just enough to get by, lived a very mediocre life, and I looked at him, and he caught my eye, and he called on me, and for the first time, I answered, and I was always afraid that I would always, I would have the wrong answer, so that kept me back from even contributing in a class discussion, so when I looked and answered this question, it was wrong. But at that moment, Jody, I was weeping in my seat because for the first time I had heard my voice and it didn't even matter if it was right or wrong. I heard the power of my voice that I held the key to unlock my own prison door, that fear that was keeping me back, holding me back from exploring my potential. You know, I had that power all along and did not know it until that moment. And what was it that you were afraid of that kept holding you back from like not even just being able to do public speaking, right, where you stand in the front of the room and deliver a talk, but even from your own seat to be able to raise your hand and give an answer? Yeah, one of the main things was one that I would sound unintelligent that because I had so many struggles in in schooling from childhood up until that point, you know, I was failing class. I, I was the one that got the C's, D's, and F. So I didn't think I was smart. I had been placed in lower level classes at one point, and I knew something was wrong with that. And I went to my guidance counselor and asked if she could just put me back in on level classes, and I, I would prove myself. When I even went to college, you know, they had the standard class exam. I don't know if they still do it, but that test, I took it seven times but because I did not ever have uh, trigonometry. I was already set up to fail. So most of the math application, you know, the problems, I couldn't solve them because I didn't even have the knowledge to solve them. So, but that would not keep me from trying. I would, I would attempt to try it, but I just was not successful. So for me, I had taken on that belief that I was not smart enough to even mm. contribute to that conversation. I didn't have anything to contribute. And what changed your mind in that moment? Because you said you got the answer wrong, but it didn't bother you this time. What was different in that moment? In that moment, I was ready. I believe I was ready to come out of that place of fear because that place, you know, it is dark and it's just not fun to be in, to be honest. Mm. But I was ready, you know, to move beyond that place. And it's something, you know, you ever hear people say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. And so yeah. I was sick and tired of fear, you know, having its hold on me. And that was that was the beginning, I honestly believe, to just taking those steps and realizing that fear would be present. Anytime you want to step out and do something larger than yourself or your beliefs, your doubts, you know, that fear will be there to try to stop you. But when you bulldoze through it, and, and that was very vital for me because I, even to this day, you know, at 41 years of age, age fear still shows up. You know, before I do an interview, before I do a public speaking event, fear shows up, but I understand it, it no longer has power over me. I have power over it. Mm, that's powerful. You know, that moment that you're describing, I hear so many people say that, like, I'm done with living my life this way. Mm -hmm. That's a powerful moment. And that, um, I don't even want to call it that, that power. 
power, that momentum you get from that moment can Mm. take you through even raising your hand, getting the answer wrong and not making it mean anything. Like you were just proud that you raised your hand. Like that's all that mattered in that moment. It wasn't about, you know, whether or not you were going to feel stupid. It was about changing the direction that your life was going, you know, and I often say to my clients, because there's an assessment tool I use in my practice. And sometimes people aren't happy with their results because ultimately their results point to being very dissatisfied with their lives. But I always point them back to there's a power in being dissatisfied because when you're satisfied, when you're sick of tolerating Mm. things, that's when you have the energy and the momentum to make change. When we can tolerate some more, right? When we can put up with it a little bit longer, we tend to, right? Because change is scary. So it's really recognizing that moment when you're sick and tired of being (laughs) sick and tired. That's a great moment to do something. Oh, great kickoff, Christy. Yeah, great kickoff. So now I'm going to have you share with us a a different time, Um, similar but different. Share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake-up call. Take us Mm -hmm. back to that moment and share with us the steps that you took that led to your success. Mm. Wake-up call. Well, I will take you to this year because there have been many wake-up calls this year. And, you know, you all, you're you always de- defining and redefining yourself. You know, I believe in the, the power of transformation, reinventing yourself, reframing, all of that. But for me, this year was very pivotal in who I am as an entrepreneurial leader. And I was in the process of transitioning into full-time entrepreneurship, working at a medical spa. I'm a licensed esthetician by trade, so I really do image enhancement, consulting, all of that. But when I was terminated without notice I was I was exceeding in in that opportunity but where I played small and undervalued myself was in in the salary once um, when I was there I was working two spas I was running two spa locations I was the only esthetician serving clients so I was going above and beyond the call of duty but I'm not receiving compensation for the contribution that I'm making injured myself on the job and they told me that the spa would be closed down. The spa was not closed down. They ended up hiring someone else. And so the way that it was done, it definitely didn't feel good. But what happened in that moment, I knew that it was time for me to shift full time. And, and I realized that I had just been playing small. I remember a conversation I had with my supervisor, and, and she said these words. When they looked at my website, one of the coworkers asked, why is she here? And everything mm. that I have to offer I was just, you know, giving a piece of myself. But when you're in entrepreneurship, you know it is the fullest expression of who you are. There are no limits. No one tells you what time to clock in, what time to clock out. You are living your purpose. You know, you literally, each and every day, you have an opportunity to create something that never before existed. When I'm working for someone else, you know, there are a lot of uh, limitations that are placed on who you are as an individual because you're playing by somebody else's rule. But in that moment, I realized I can no longer play by somebody else's design, you know, their expectations, opinions, all of that stuff, because if so, I am going to be that watered down version of myself. I will be half living. Mm. You know, that's, that's a moment that many people experience where, you know, when, 
they're looking at a situation, it feels like, oh, I'm not getting what I want. I'm not getting what I need. I like, they'll even find that sometimes they don't get along with people the same way they used to. The work isn't as satisfying. And it's not that the place is wrong per se. Mm-hmm. It's that they're, they're in the wrong place. Mm, right. The, the job, because, you know, you talk about the transition to entrepreneurship. I know people who experience it when they really should be going after a promotion or they mm. should be working in a different division or they're meant to be working in a different company with a different culture. You know, we, we come into conflict when the environment we're in no longer serves us, but we don't move. Right. We try to lock down and make it work and struggle. (laughs) And but all the signs are pointing to you need to go somewhere else. This like there's nothing wrong with this place. It's just not for you anymore. And it's interesting that somebody took a look at your website and was like, what is she doing here? Like other people were seeing it, but you didn't see it yet. (laughs) I didn't see it yet. You know, it was it was safe. It was predictable. But, Mm -hmm. you know, inside there was this roaring lion, you know, who felt cage was ready to be unleashed. And I, now I say I've, I've been loose to lead and it was really a blessing in disguise. And I'm like, thank you so much for letting me go because, you know, I'm on a, a whole new path and a whole new journey and even a self-discovery and learning power that I didn't have, you know, strength that I didn't recognize. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes those opportunities, they look like a bad thing at first. Mm-hmm. It's Sometimes it's only in retrospect that we go, what a gift it was that <laughs> I, I got fired or this happened or, you know, but it's it's only sometimes in retrospect that we can really see what a gift it is. Mm. You know, in the moment, it feels scary. There's a lot of change in that whole thing. But sometimes in those moments, you just need to put one foot in front of the other, get through today, do the next thing. And then you find later, wow, that's exactly what I needed. So, Christy, I'm curious about because you've, you know, worked for people. Now you're an entrepreneur. It's probably evolved. But one thing I always like to ask my guests is um, about their leadership style because we're all different. So we're going to lead differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And and we and to do leadership well, we need to honor who we are as a person first. So Mm -hmm. how would you describe your leadership style? Yes, and I do believe it It starts with how you lead yourself. I always tell individuals, you can't lead others well until you learn how to lead yourself exceptionally well. And for me, because I'm very affirmative, even in my own personal life, when I'm leading myself, I have to build my confidence up. Even this morning, I was, you know, doing my affirmations from my book, Aim for Greatness, which is on Amazon.com, Aim for Greatness. But doing those affirmations, build my spirit up, build my mindset up, because you know you're going to come and get some type of opposition. It may not be today, it may be three days from now, but it's going to come. You always want to be strong from the inside out. And so for me, uh, affirmation is definitely key. I'm driven by purpose and principle. I believe in leading by example. So if I ask you to do something, I know I've already done it myself and probably five times as much. Um, I give my all. I am very passionate. And so... I don't like micromanagement because I believe that we're intelligent individuals, so I treat you as such. I believe in uh, the golden rule. You know, you do unto others as, they, you know, you would have them do unto you. And so because I've had so many irate and um, very whew, cantankerous leaders that I've served under, I know the type of leader that I don't want to be, and I do not want to mistreat people. So 
so people are very, very important to me, and I, I really honor and respect them and build them up and I inspire them, motivate and empower them to do their job and do it well. Perfect. And Christy, what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? <laughs> I'm excited about so many things. Um, but one <laughs> thing is definitely my, my new online radio show, Massive Momentum. And Massive Momentum, I started it about a year ago, but it really it marks my lifestyle of doing that one thing at a time. Do what you can with what you have right where you are, Theodore Roosevelt. But for me, in keeping up the momentum, you have to make massive moves each and every day. And massive doesn't necessarily mean, you know, super large, but massive, it for you, it could be just overcoming fear and just making a phone call. That could be massive for you in that moment. Uh, but when you look back, you realize how, you know, minuscule it was, you know, just a small step, but it had so much power in it. And so right now, the Massive Momentum Radio Show, I bring on entrepreneurial leaders to empower female entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. See, I knew we had a lot in common, and here it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, Chrissy, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us, okay. what is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? Mm. Without a doubt. Uh, journaling, chronicling my life experiences. I have been writing, journaling since childhood. I came and identified, I know specifically it was sixth grade when my uh, English instructor gave me one of those classic journals. And for me, it's been therapy. I get to revisit it often. You know, our, our, our times are changing so much. And for me, when I look at those journals, it helps keep me connected to what's most real because those private thoughts is where you are your most honest. And so, you know, as leaders, sometimes we can show up because we have to show up. But uh, when I go back to those journal entries, there is just there is no falsehood there. It is as pure as it gets. And it reminds me of who I am, what I stand for, what I'm passionate about. It reminds me of the things I've overcome, my struggles. So, I mean, I journal everything from my diet. I have it on, on my refrigerator, my weight all week long. I journal my relationship with my husband. I journal the experience at the job, what happened, what was I learning, how was I feeling in that moment. So I'm very in tune with who I am and what's going on internally, emotionally. Uh, that really helps me. Mm-hmm. It helps to probably get rid of most of the surprises. Like, oh, why do I feel this way? Oh, look at what I ate. <laughs> or look at the workout I did or that yeah. sort of thing. You know, it's all right there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, um, now, Chrissy, I heard you say you have a book. So I want to hear about your book. And in addition to that, give us another book that you would recommend to a woman to develop her leadership. Go. Yes. Aim for Greatness. It is a book of affirmations from A to Z. And so we start off with a powerful word from me, encouraging that woman who's battling self, self-esteem issues, insecurities, all of those different things. But after that, then she affirms herself. So on, in the A section, she may say, I am awesome. I am, you know, aware, whatever those powerful A words would be, and just go literally through through the alphabet. Uh, my book, one of my favorite books for women's empowerment as it relates to entrepreneurship is The Mary Kay Way, and it's Timeless Principles from America's Greatest Woman Entrepreneur. And I really love Mary Kay's style because it's very uh, reflective of my own style, that motivational leader. 
And she mm-hmm. believed that people were important, and, and that's why her company is still existing today, still one of the top leaders in the cosmetic industry. Uh, but she would talk about building people up, and that was key for her. And so I really, I love that book. I go to it often to remind me that people are more important than profit. Absolutely. Yeah, she has a great message. And this is a book that hasn't been recommended before. So I'm curious about this. I haven't read it either. So I'm definitely going to add it to my list. So thank you for that. You will love it. And she says, we don't use people to build our business. We use our business to build people. And that's important for me because, I, like I said, I served under many leaders who just did not value me, did not treat me well. And that definitely doesn't feel good. I can still see myself in a bathroom stall crying because of the way I was treated. And I said, I never want to treat somebody like I have been treated. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've had some of my own special experiences like that. Yeah. So, all right, Christy. Now, what is some advice that you would give your younger self? You know, I, I can see see me now in my mind's eye, and I say, dear Christy, one day you're going to wake up and realize all of your pain was a divine oyster housing a precious pearl of unrevealed power. Oh, I like that. And just to give people background, Christy and I were talking before the show about how she's an artist, a writer, and a poet. And if any question brought it out, it was right there. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it again because that's quotable. So I really, I really love that. (laughs) Emma, you just came up with that on the spot. Cracks me up. Oh, that's so great. So, and this is a great segue too, because what I'm curious about now is a success Mm -hmm. quote or a mantra that you have that has meaning for you. Mm -hmm. Share it with us and then tell us why it has meaning. Marva Collins, success doesn't come to you. You go to it. It is literally in one of my frames in my office. I've had it for years, accessories. And for me, I remember when I was doing my internship, getting ready to graduate, And it was the first time I received constructive criticism, got feedback from the supervisor. But one thing she put in my feedback was that Christy lacks initiative. And I literally was doing my own thing and not being a leader in that moment. But I recognize now everything that I have attained to this point, like major accomplishments, I had to be proactive. I had to be an active participant in my success and accomplishing a goal from, you know, changing my weight, changing my careers, anything that I've gone after, I couldn't just wish for it. I had to work for it. And even to this day, you know, I get up super early. I stay up late sometimes and, you know, I just go after it. And it's day by day. I've been pursuing entrepreneurship for the past close to 18 years now. So Mm -hmm. it's nonstop. And a lot of people want quick success. Overnight success happens in about 25, 30 years. (laughs) But you'll always be evolving. Mm hmm. I heard on another podcast the concept of, um, you know, success isn't something that you just get, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have it forever. Mm -hmm. Success is something that you rent and you pay for it every day. Yes. That's one of my favorites, too, because every day you have to check in. You know, all we talk about um, as uh, training with my husband, we talk about that from the results you get, the gains you get, you can lose them just as easily as you gain them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a set it and forget it sort of thing. You need to mm-hmm. show up every day, put in the work, reaffirm the desire, right? And I'm sure your journaling does this for you as well to re- reaffirm, 
you know, the desire to achieve whatever it is, whatever success is for you. And then you decide what is it that I need to do to get there and you do it, Mm. you know, and that's paying the rent every day. Mm. Huge. Oh, Chrissy, this was tons and tons of fun. But before (laughs) I let you go, uh, tell us how this community can best connect with you. Yes, at my hub, the website, ChristyKennedy.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-E-K-E-N-N-E-D-Y.com. Awesome. All right. And for those listening, you can find all the links and resources shared in this episode at womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com. Chrissy, this was an honor. Thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Were you inspired to take some action today, but maybe don't know where to start? Or maybe you have so many great ideas you can't decide where to focus your attention. Don't let stress or overwhelm stop you from having the career, the business, or the life you want to live. Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash coaching or use the short link womentl.com forward slash coaching to sign up for a consultation with me. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.